The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted, no use, in part or full is to be used without written, express consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski's, also known as Master G, The Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, (laughs) but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Good evening, everybody. This is Greg Dzinski, uh, licensed professional counselor, and this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Welcome to Hump Wednesday. Well, maybe some people think it might be hump every day, but (laughs) welcome to the show. Again, this is the Art of Relationships radio show. I'm Greg Dzinski. Relationship and sex specialist, private practice here in Michigan. So bringing the show to you to help other people increase their intimacy, emotionally and passionate levels between each other in a soulful matter, right? That you feel more deeply. 24-7, is that impossible? Ooh, maybe, right? But at least I want to help get it as close as possible to 24-7, okay? But at the same time, you hold on to your own identity. I've mentioned that numerous shows. Tonight, we're talking about sex once again. And then Sunday, I'm going to get off the subject, well, a little bit more targeted on sex like the last couple episodes, but I'm going to tie it in to relationship, maybe what can help diffuse arguments and maintain the closeness and maybe kick it up a notch from the boredom. Or if you guys are at a point of, you know what, you want to talk to attorneys or you're looking at divorce because nothing else will help. I'm going to cover avenues maybe to take that maybe reach deeper than you ever have before and the outcome will be more enlightened hopefully more peaceful more calm and you're going to feel happier about yourself and your relationship that would be cool right now i'm going to touch on all those elements in my forthcoming book of course and i mentioned that on facebook and everything that should be out uh, give or take, middle of March, I'm hoping. And the first uh, offerings, I should say, are going to be in ebook format. So, without wasting any more time, going to get into tonight's show. Does sex get better and more fun? Is it more fun and better when you're younger? Now, what does younger mean, right? We'll say maybe in your 20s. Is that good? And then we'll say, or is it more fun and does it get better 
when you're in your maybe 30s, maybe 40s, 50s, what about even 60s? How many people are listening to the show? Can you imagine? They might be listening, and your parents are 60 years old. And maybe you're in your early 20s. Maybe your parents, right? Or even if they're not married, think your mom or dad in their 60s. They're having more fun and better sex than you are. <laughs> oh, what a thought, right? Anyways, okay. Going to get into different dynamics about that. Again, Please, I'd love to hear from your experiences and your insights. I'd love to hear from the, the old, the young, somewhere in the middle about your experience and how you are about yourself, for one thing maybe, and also how does that reflect how you view and maybe how you see your partner in the sexual dynamics, right? Which, one, which ones do you have more fun and maybe even better sex? And what's the definition of better sex, right? Does it have to do with just you're pleased more? Ooh, that's not a bad thing, but is that all that's to it? I'm going to try to decipher and cut through all that crap and try to get at the root. And maybe even the younger ones might even become better and have more fun and better sex. Ooh. Or does that come with maturity? And maybe it's impossible for early 20s to even get to that level. Ooh, is that a, maybe I'm speaking wrong. Give me a call. Tell me I'm wrong, right? Give me your insights. 586-212-4196. I also got the live chat up, so please join me on there. Uh, Like I said, everything's anonymous. You can give me a call. Thanks. Everybody's anonymous, so give me a call. I don't ask for names. Uh, I want to keep, you know, the privacy of everything uh, on the DL. So give me a shout, and we're going to get into this right now. I think as a rule of thumb, believe it or not, middle age, or even maybe in their mid-30s even, 30s, we'll say mid-30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s people tend to have better sex than younger people. That's not a surprise, right? I'm not telling a lot of people that mm, they might not know that. Maybe, you know, younger people uh, in their maybe early 20s, right, they're looking at, oh, no way, we're fun, we're energized, we have more energy, we can party all night, whatever. Okay, and I'm going to get into the reasons why this is, and it's also hopefully going to teach the younger people to maybe look at themselves and maybe how they can increase their own sexual levels and satisfaction and even have more fun with it, right? The number one thing I think a lot of people, younger people, I'm sorry, that they have a hard time doing is taking responsibility for their own sexual pleasure, right? What feels good to them, what they want. Maybe they have no clue what they want, and that's an issue in itself, right? So the younger people, you're looking at the dynamics. I I always call this um, maybe their other focus. Oh, my God, I got to worry about my partner being pleased. I'm not worried about mine, and I need to be so 
focused, right? Now I'll go to my manly voice. Need to be so focused on my partner and pleasing them. I'm so caught up in other focus, which is not a bad thing, right? However, maybe you're too uncomfortable to think about you and you being pleased because that's going to make you selfish, right? Or how many guys, right? Young guys all manly, manly. Uh, when you're 21, 22 years old. That's what I'm talking about. Most of the hang-ups are coming from an emotional level. And let's face it, maybe from an emotional immaturity where maybe older people, um, like I said, mentioned 30, 35 and up, they don't give a shit. I'm not saying they don't care about what they look like, whatever. But in the heat of the moment, whatever, they are less self conscious. That's a better term. I like that. They're better self-conscious where they don't have the full hang-ups that the younger people do. Now you get my drift. Now, if you have all these hang-ups, right, when you're younger or anything, you have these hang-ups. Tell me, how in the heck can you be comfortable? How in the heck can you be relaxed and ever feel good enough and just let yourself go to be fully pleased Ooh, are you able to do that can you do that because when you're so uptight and you're so worried about being perfect maybe my hair's messed up the makeup oh my god um all these aspects and i'm not going to say older people don't have Issues, And we're going to get into that about body image later on in the show. But um, the hang-ups are reduced. And what happens when most younger people, like I said, going back in the early 20s or whatever, they have less hang-ups, right? They don't want all these hang-ups. They don't want to worry about all this stuff, but they do. Most do. So... In order to have sex and be wild and free, we have to drink, right? We have to get drunk or maybe we're stoned, you know, smoking a few fatties or whatever that you need that to feel more relaxed and are able to let loose. Older people, they don't need that, right? Because they're more confident, they're more self-assured, and they're more worried about the connection about pleasing their partner, not other focus, but not afraid to ask what they need, not build assumptions, and they're able to learn from each other and teach each other because you don't have so many hang-ups about being perfect, right? About doing everything perfect, about doing everything that they're more mature where, yeah, they might have more experience, but again, every person is different. Every man's different, every woman's different. So, you know, younger people, they might have to be drunk. They might have to be stoned to be more relaxed and able to let loose, right? Do you need that all the time? And is there a difference when you're having sex between when you're drunk? Why can't you not be drunk and still be able to let loose and not worry so much or have that many hang-ons? Ooh, that is a huge question, Okay. I'm going to take my first break, and I'll be back. Thank you so much for joining uh, me. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Again, after the break, give me a call or join me on live chat with your questions, comments. 
uh, phone number 586-212-4196. Give me a call after the break. I'll be back in a few moments. Thanks so much. If you look on, it's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. So all these aspects, all these hang-ups start triggering big time with the younger individuals, mostly maybe mid-20s to the early 20s, right? I mean, there's even some of this in their late, you know, late 20s as well. Even late 20s, you might start having kids, right? All this, and now, son, now... The body image starts really kicking and oh my god, I got stretch marks. Oh my god, my my tits are freaking hanging lower now. They're all saggy from breastfeeding. Oh my god, I can't let them see this, right? Oh my god, we can't have sex with the lights on because he might see me like this. Or the guy, oh my god, I can't have her uh look at me with the lights on because you know what? I'm not that well hung. Well, do you think she's going to feel it, guys? So the lights shouldn't matter, right? These are huge hang-ups and huge differences between when you're older, you tend to care less about that, and you're all about trying to please one another, and you can see how these hang-ups get in the way, right? Even older people, we want to please, but we're more confident about asking and wanting to learn if we don't know. Or if we don't know... You know, younger people with sex, they want to they be lied to, right? Not all. I'm not saying all. Don't be mad at me out there, younger people. But they might want to be, they don't want to hear the truth. You know what? Yeah, that was okay, but I had better. Oh, oh no. Who wants to hear that? No one wants to hear that. And another uh, getting with confidence issue is younger people, they might be, very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Take it very, very personal as far as who exes are. Oh, my God, who was your first sexual experience? Ugly looking. Am I, was his ex-girlfriend better than I am in bed? Was her ex-boyfriend, could he make her come three, four times when I can only do it once? All these hang-ups tend to to dissipate as we mature and as we age. That doesn't mean we don't necessarily care. It does. What matters is in the moment we're at, 
if that makes sense, right? We don't care so much about the X's, whatever. What we care about that you're with me now. Forget the comparisons, right? We can work together and we can take care of that situation, right? Where maybe the younger people, they're so worried about comparing themselves to their prior exes, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, whatever. But you look at the situation where, you know, they're more worried about that, where the other people are, they're really not, okay? So you look at, look at them and what would it take for you, even the younger ones, not to worry about that. When you're worried about that, you, again, you can't relax. You can't, you're always worried about something. And that's what I mean about the hangups, the body image. That tends to dissipate. And I mentioned about stretch marks and getting older, maybe gaining weight a little bit. You're not as buff. You're not, you know, you don't have the same bodies. Let's face it. When we get older and then, you know, when you're younger, you tend to, that's not as important, right? Another aspect, we tend to be more confident when we get older than the younger ones. We might know how to please better, right? We know not only tied in with, you know, we take responsibility for our own sexual pleasure when we get older. We're more, we're better at it. Not everybody, but most, they're a lot better, say, at 40 than they were at 20 or 21 or 23, whatever, Okay, and this ties in to being responsibility, but we know what works maybe best for us that is more pleasing or works better for us, both genders, right? So we're more confident and we can tell, you know what, oh, I'm going to ride you this way, man. I'm, I'm going to just, you know, go down there and lick you till no ends. <laughs> um, talking about a picture on Facebook that was shared about oral pleasing, whatever. Also, do you think, when you think about this for a minute, are you able to look at sexual satisfaction? That term, right? Two-word term, sexual satisfaction. You look at, if you're in your early 20s now, what does that mean to you? Clue me in, what does that mean to you? Then you ask somebody, maybe in their mid-30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, what that term means then, and will it change? And the younger ones, younger adults, you know, I work with couples all the time about, you know, and it cracks me, sexual satisfaction, oh, my God, if she comes or I come, that's it, definition. When you talk to more mature adults and that are more confident sexually, that definition changed, and it gets more deep right? That you feel, you start hearing more of the physical pleasures, of course, but you also hear about the soulful, about the heartfelt, right? Almost the universal connection. And that is just as important as being physically satisfied. And younger people, I think they're too hung up on the physical, or as I call, you know, they're more directed after the prize, right? Getting each other off and woohoo, that's it. We're done. We're satisfied. But they don't know how and they're getting more focus on the goal of coming, right? Or orgasm. But when we get older, 
that is important. Don't get me wrong here. I, I Believe me, I love to come. Women love to come. That age thing doesn't change about that. However, that is not the main thing. So maybe it takes more to equal sexual satisfaction when you're older than when you're younger. And everyone's great. If it means more, there's more definition or more to it, wouldn't that be harder to get? So it's better to be younger. No, it isn't. Because being only physically satisfied, what about the emotions? What about the social connection involved? And do you want to be, there's a difference between being satisfied and being, oh, God, totally satisfied, where you feel the connection, you're breathing as one, right? How many people know what the hell I'm talking about? I still, I want you to give me a call, 586-212-4196. You can also give, uh, join me on live chat. That's up and everything. So shoot me with your questions or comments regarding, you know, regarding this topic. So all these aspects and also part of that, uh, the sexual satisfaction I'm talking about, what about not only foreplay, right, but also, what about the levels of caressing and sensual touching, right? Like I said, sensual touching or caressing, maybe when you're younger, oh, my God, we're going right for, we're going, yeah, he likes his cock touch, or I'm going to hurry up and grab that, or I'm going to hurry up and grab her tits or her, you know, her crotch <laughs> right away. Oh, my God, that's sensual touching, right? Do you people know what I'm talking about, right? And people listen to the show there in their 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, they're thinking, they're laughing because they know what the hell I'm talking about. When I mean about the sensual touching tends to increase and become a part of the physical pleasure and the emotional connection because sensual touching is more time-consuming, right? It's almost taking the definition to, what do I want to say, that um, you're able to enjoy the ride and not be so goal-driven, right? You want to enjoy that journey, if you will, right? You want to enjoy the, you soak in the touching, the sensual aspect, right? You're enjoying the ride to maybe the physical coming of both genders, if you will, or the physical pleasure, but you're also focused on the emotional connection. And I, and I even asked, and part of this, and I've talked about this a lot and everything, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. Along with the sensual touching, the caressing, um, it's not just with the genitals, people. That comes into it, but it's more than that, right? And I also talk, I'll ask, you know, even clients. They might be in their early 20s. Students, human sexuality, the term just started this week. You know, you know, how many are able to have sex looking at each other's eyes, staring at each other in the eyes, right? You've heard me say this on numerous radio shows before, and I ask, and it's so funny. You see the younger ones typically, right? Their heads go right down. They're embarrassed, right? And the ones that like this, they're able to look at me in the eye, Greg, Hell yeah. Yes, I love that, right? They're able to look me in the face. They're not embarrassed because they know what I'm talking about, and they're comfortable with their own sexuality, and that's a big 
difference. The younger ones, not all, a lot of them, or I'm going to say most of them, I'm going to go out on a limb, most of them, they'll hang their head. Oh, what do you mean looking at you? I can't do that. Oh, my God, I can't look at my boyfriend or my boyfriend doesn't look at me if I want to. It's so embarrassing. And, oh, my God, that is knowing somebody and being comfortable with yourself, right? And you want to talk, I talk about this all ties in with the sexual satisfaction with the emotional, right? Satisfaction. There's a difference. And this typically has a lot to do with maybe the older people, you know, like I said, mid-30s, even, you know, give or take. It can be, you know, lower than that, of course. But the big difference about the full satisfaction, the emotional and the physical, you're making each other feel important, cared about deeply, right? Does that mean even, does that mean there's no one-night stands? And I talked about this on Sunday night, right, about hooking up or one-night stands, whatever. Does this mean people 35 on up don't have one-night stands? No, but believe it or not, they're more pleasurable, maybe able to be more relaxed and fun during that than someone in their 20s because they're more confident in their sexual knowledge and they're more confident within themselves sexually, okay? So the caressing more, the sensual touching, and it's not just goal-directed, right? You're able to enjoy the ride. Nice choice of words, but you're able to enjoy the ride. You're able to soak up the sensual touching and just take, you know, really feel the hands and the fingerprints. And you're able to maybe embrace, right? You're paying attention more to your body's motions than maybe when you were younger, right? And you can really tell if your partner likes to be touched a certain way by the way they maybe push into that firm hand up against your tits, ladies. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) But, you know, how they lean into it and how they embrace those aspects and you're paying more attention. You're more in tune with each other. Maybe you're more in tune with your own insecurities when you're younger, okay? So that's a big thing, that you work more towards the sensual pleasuring, right, sensual and I that doesn't just mean physical that means emotional pleasure and you're okay about that another aspect I'm gonna sort of kill the mood in a little bit how many people even in their maybe mid-20s that might be getting married might have kids or even their late 20s right and it's no big deal we can have sex you know the baby it's newborn you know maybe one year old they're sleeping a lot no big deal right but what happens when they get to be, I'm laughing, right? Three years old, four years old, five, six, seven. Oh, my God, if they're teenagers, right? What starts happening, right? You're more worried about, oh, my God, the kids are going to hear us. We can't, oh, my, we're going to have sex. It's going to be like a scene from Modern Family where, the, you know, Phil's kids, <laughs> you know, they, they all walk in. And they're having sex on bed, you know, traumatize your kid. So you're so worried and caught up about this. But, you know, I think that goes into, like I said, the mid-30s. That's about the main reason. You're so worried about the kids finding out. So worried about the kids hearing, you know, mom or dad's head getting 
pounded up against the wall in a pleasurable way that your hole hung up and you're so worried about that you're not able to pay attention and be fully focused emotionally and sensually and physically on one another because you're so worried about the kids. And listen here, it's not always the ladies that are worried about the kids. Sometimes guys are more conservative and they're more worried about it. And the moms are like, rip my clothes off. I don't care if I yell and scream and they hear us. And the guys are, you know, they're the ones that are embarrassed and don't want the walk of shame for their uh, kids hearing that. So, so when the kids tend to get older and they, you know, teenagers are able to drive and we know worried about that but they're able to drive be out of the house more then it tends it's funny how you tend to be more relaxed and more okay sexually because the kids are out of the house they're not as home as much and it's funny how a lot of kids even when or kids a lot of couples if they're still together or even um maybe single adults or maybe they're dating and sexual with somebody when the kids are off to college or out of the house, they have a rebirth or a reborn sexual energy because they don't have to worry about the kids, right? Walking in, hearing anything, right? So you tend to be more free and more relaxed. But I help couples, even with kids, to be okay with their sexuality and don't sort of put the kids out of it. You know, block it out. And I try to teach couples you know how to do that. Actually, that might be another show topic, okay? So you, you're not so worried about uh, the kids, right? When you're younger, you're worried about that. But another one, another thing that sort of reduces or puts a hindrance on the full emotional, psychological, sexual pleasure, sexual satisfaction, or a hang-up, and rightfully so with the younger people, They're worried about getting pregnant, right? Oh, my God, if I get pregnant, he's going to leave me. Oh, my God. Or maybe if I do get pregnant, he's going to stay with me forever. (gasps) And young ladies, you know how that typically works out. It don't work out, right? So maybe in the back of your mind or maybe not even so much in the back, maybe more in the right on your forehead tattooed, I'm worried about getting pregnant. And tell me, when you're so worried about getting pregnant, right, how And the hell, can you relax and focus on the moment? Focus on the emotional connection, the physical connection. If you're so paranoid about getting pregnant, and I talk about safe sex, you know, if if you your body can tolerate and it's okay and healthy for you to be on the oral, the pill. Let's face it, or you know, he uses a condom. You know, should about pregnancy aspects. Uh, you know, disease, we talk all about that. But, you know, you're still worried because, oh, my God, I heard stories about he used a condom and it broke and it ripped. And, oh, my God, I don't want to worry about that. You better wrap it twice. Oh, my God, we're going to get pregnant. <gasps> I'll catch my breath. Do you understand now how that can kill the emotional connection? And you're trying to be there, but it's so hard when you're worried about all your hangups, you know, maybe body image, being good, good enough as his or her ex, but also for the guy or the girl about the pregnancy aspect, right? Oh, my God, did I take my pill? Oh, my God, did I forget my pill? And I tell people all the time, and I tell ladies, young ladies, teenagers, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the depot shot, right? And, 
a lot of they go into it, but depot shot, you're going to gain 20 pounds at least in a month. And plus, there's some other side effects, mood side effects from it. I'm not a huge fan of the depot shots, so look at other alternatives. I want to throw that in there. But it's very difficult. So when you get older, um, mid-30s or even above, a lot of guys are having vasectomies. Woohoo! Probably the best thing I ever did. Um, <laughs> no, I love my daughter. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, maybe women are having their tubes tied. Oh, and, you know, I'm all about guys having vasectomies. It's a lot easier for us, less complications for the guy than it is for women getting fixed, right? So there's your props, lady. Um, so once that happens, right, you know you don't want any more kids, whatever. So you're not worried about getting pregnant. That is a huge relief. Oh, my God, we have... We already have two kids. We have three kids. Oh, my God, if she gets pregnant again or if I get pregnant again, oh, my God, that's going to be, it's hard raising three kids. We have another one. <gasps> I'm going to sound like an auctioneer now. <laughs> but you're looking at those aspects. So, you know, when you get fixed or ladies get tubes tied and you don't want any more kids and you know there's no chance of you getting pregnant, that takes you talk to people that are in that, it takes so much worry and fear and stress out of that. Because then, even women, right? You're on the pill and you take an antibiotic and that might kill the pill. And you're like, oh my God, will this kill the pill? It won't be ineffective. Then I got to start after my cycle again. Oh my God, I could get pregnant in the meantime. <gasps> uh, and we're back here, right? Also, Younger people, right? Older people tend to have more fun and more enjoyable sex, basically, like I said, because of the confidence level. They're not, they don't have as many hang-ups. I mean, they still have hang-ups, but not as entrenched, not as deep, and there's not that many of them. Also, part of this, or maybe allowing this, they tend to come out of their comfort zone huge, right? Because when you're more free, you're more confident, you're more self-assured, and part of that is if you don't know how to please your partner, whatever, you ask. So coming out of your comfort zone is a huge, huge plus for older adults. Well, what I mean older adults, I don't mean that you're 80 years old, and yes, 80 years old, they still have sex. Not to gross you people out, but you look at, um, you know, I'm talking 35 and older, they tend to come out of their comfort zone. They tend to not worry so much maybe about body image or anything else. They, they can maybe laugh and joke and have fun, and you still have the physical pleasure mixed with the emotional connection. Why can't you have an emotional connection when you laugh and joke around or maybe laugh about coming out of your comfort zone? Oh, my God, I always wanted to do this. Hell, yeah, what do I got to lose? We're going to go out in the middle of daylight on, uh, on the front yard and do it. Oh, my God, don't traumatize your neighbors, but you know what I mean. You are able to come out of your comfort zone and maybe willing to try more things because you don't have the hang-up, okay? Also, a big thing that holds on part of hang-ups and body image and everything else, how many people, especially women, I see a lot of women, once they hit 
30, right? 30 is young, right? And 20-year-old, 21-year-old, 22-year-olds listening to the show. Oh, my God, 30 is ancient. That's all. <laughs> it really isn't, okay? 30 is still young. But a lot of women hit 30, and their value of youngness, right? They might start getting their first wrinkle or wrinkles. Ooh, their first gray hair. <gasps> oh, my God! Right? <laughs> but the youngness, it's, it might hit a downward spiral, right? Because the value of youngness and firm bodies and full lips and full tatas and guys, you know, six packs, all this stuff, you know, working out, my big muscles, all this stuff. I got all my hair. Also, that might start going away. And you become very hung up on staying young, looking young. Again, right? About the hang-ups where maybe 35 and older that you tend to put less value on the value of looking young, right? We all want to look young, and I all, I'm all about advocating for taking care of ourselves, working out, maybe eating healthy. Not that I eat the healthiest by any means, but, you know, you try to exercise a little bit, maybe drink lots of water, uh, take care of yourself, right? But the youngness aspects, we tend to be okay with that. You know what? We are getting older, and I'm okay with it. You know, screw it, right? This is, I'm not... You know, I'm maturing, and this is part of life, and I'm okay with it. I don't have to always battle, right, and trying to keep going. And we know about the silly putty, right, plastic surgery. I call it silly putty, right, boob implants. Always up the emphasis about looking young, staying young. But there's a difference about if it makes you feel good and young, I get it. But how far do you go that that creates a hindrance on your own comfort level and your obsession. I'll call it an obsession about being young or resembling youth or looking young, right? And I mentioned this. There's a uh, Dr. Snarts who wrote The Sexual Crucible and a bunch of other books. Um, And he had a quote out there that, you know, sexual prime or full sexual satisfaction and being okay with the emotional and the confidence of the self and knowing what you want, plus uh, physical aspect, that there's a correlation to that to cellulite. Sounds gross, right? But meaning that you're okay. You're not worried about that. You're more worried about the emotional connection along with the physical pleasure. And it doesn't mean you always have to have these rock solid bodies and that you're so worried about in your youth. And I look at, you know, a lot of women maybe in their thirties and all of a sudden, oh my God, I'm old and all the, the self fulfillment, the you know, the hang ups and everything else out, right? Is able to go away. Maybe when you hit thirty five. And that's why there's a resurgence that Women tend to hit 40, and oh my God, they turn into freaking horn dogs. You got to love it, right? They're not so hung up on that. They're over that. You know, they're more confident. They're more, and it's freaking awesome, right? 
And so you look at this. What would it take for you to be okay with yourself now in your early 20s? Maybe that same comfort level that you can grow and force and extend your comfort zone even now as soon as possible. Or even people, say, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, like I said, listening to the show, that you can come out of your comfort zone. I did a show or two on this a while back. But the focus that you're not so hung up on the physicality, if you will, but you can dissensually and just enjoy being touched. Oh, my God, he better than, don't touch me there. That's flabby. Don't touch me. That sort of goes to the wayside as we age, right? Okay. Another aspect that gets in the way is about maybe not so much when you're 20s. You know, you might be in college working, whatever, or both. And time is an issue, right? But you don't have kids to worry about. Well, maybe some do in their early 20s, of course. But you might not have kids to worry about. Maybe you're not on your own yet. Maybe you're not worried about a house payment or rent payment. You have all that stuff, right? When you get maybe mid-20s, I'm all about living on your own or your own place and all this stuff for late 20s. You have more time. You don't have as much time, right? So you're focused on the bills. Oh, my God, i got to work at this overtime so we can afford this, do this. Worried about the bills. We have kids. Oh, my God, the kid's sick. All the time sort of goes out the window. Do you understand? Everyone gets that. They know that, right? And I hate that, well, our sex life and our relationship needs to suffer because of all this. You need to fight through that and get that time going. That's why, remember I talked about when the kids might be off to college or out of the house, whatever it means. And there's a resurgence and a re-energized sex life for people or couples that are in that situation. We don't have to worry about the kids. We got the house free again. Not only that, like I mentioned, when the teens are older, they're able to meet, they're going on dates, spending time, more time with their friends, of course. That gives you more time to focus on you guys, spending time together, right? And also being more comfortable. So it's a, it's a nice, positive mix. You're more confident, more comfortable sexually with yourself, plus you're able to dedicate more time to each other, right? That's a huge thing. And I tell younger couples, even older couples, you know what? You need to be able to focus more time on you and the relationship, okay? And it tends to be, I get it. I know that from reality. It is, it's easier when the kids get older, you know, older teens working off the college. They got their own life, right? So you're able to dedicate more time and refocus. But if you don't do that along the way, when the kids are younger, you guys might not be around as a couple to be able to share that time down the road, right? Make that time available now. So hopefully you learn, hopefully the younger listeners out there will sort of learn to be able to enhance your sexual confidence Come out of your comfort zone and be worry about the sensuality too, along with the physical. And part of that, a huge part of that, is the emotional connection as well. It's all interwoven. And then you're going to realize maybe you were satisfied physically for a bit, and you're going to really understand the meaning of 
totally satisfied, right? A big difference, right? About what it means to be sexually fulfilled or sexually satisfied. And it is totally outside, right? Totally outside of just the physical, it's emotional and everything, right? And I just got a text real quick before I sign off that, um, read, I don't think it is just how you feel about yourself. It is also how your partner makes you feel. I agree with that big time, right? Not only how you feel about yourself, but how your partner makes you feel about you, the compliments, right? Compliments, you're beautiful, I love you, I love touching you, all this stuff. Also, it's how maybe you feel great about yourself, but maybe your partner doesn't feel great about him or herself, physically, sexually, whatever. And how can you work as a team on it? I'm great text. Um, so I'm not going to, or text, chat, I should say. Um, you know, and that becomes a hindrance too. If you're, you're sexually mature and confident, your partner is not more worried about this stuff. It's a drag on the partner that's more confident, like, oh my God, get over it. Don't worry about it. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy each other and all this aspect. And when you don't have a partner that is at the same level with you, how can you grow together and how can you both be sexually confident and be a teammate, right? And support one another and all that with the compliments and talking and everything. I love you. I want us to be more pleased sexually, remember? Sensually and physically. Sexually is not just the physical. That was a great line. Thank you very much on the chat for that. I agree. That's huge, right? You make each other feel important. That's, that's an awesome, awesome remark. I love that. So, this is Greg Tuzinski. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Thanks again for listening in this evening. Thank you for the comments on chat, too. I appreciate it very much. I'm always, I get off on track and I forget stuff, too. So, I appreciate that. This is Greg Dzinski. Make sure you check out my Facebook pages. My name, Greg Dzinski, and also the Art of Relationships Facebook page. You can catch me. Uh, my website, theartofrelationships.guru. You can find me on there, the blog. You'll have all that information on there and on Facebook too. Oh, also, the Android app on Google Store, it's free. My specific show offered through Spreaker, just the show, you can download the Art of Relationships Android app for free. You can download it. It's pretty cool, actually. Had a couple of people already test it out. They said it works fine, works good, pretty smooth. So that is cool. You don't have to go through Spreaker and do the search and all that stuff. Um, you can actually download the Art of Relationships, the app. I shortened it. I didn't add the Art of Relationships radio show, just the Art of Relationships Look through it. It'll have my logo on there, the radio show logo with my picture and everything. Download it. Let me know how it works, you know, how it works for you, if it's smooth. You can do live chat from it. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I forgot about that. The Apple app should be ready in a few days. So, okay, enough of me talking. Everybody have an awesome Wednesday evening. I'll be back here 
uh, like I said, more geared specifically for the emotional uh, connection, soulful connection about relationship aspects on Sunday night. Thank you so much. Much love to everybody out there. Everybody be safe. Take care. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dazinski's, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit for tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G.